0: change and we're prepared for it with new technique and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live spectrum what them we were preparing
1: to say. You got to walk home. Walk, home. walk home, walk home. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at WaysWord. Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 44 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. It's our very first of 2018. We've been gone for a while, but I am so, so glad to be back. And boy, do we have a special edition of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast for you this time out. Want to first and foremost welcome Kalina Satuka and Kevin Allen, the Silver Fox. Both of them will be here shortly. And I also want to thank our brand new sponsor of the uh, Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. That's Cobank Homes, Kofi Banker's. And, of course, he's a realtor here in the Houston area, and he does a superb job. Kofi Bankers is the guy I'm talking about. Family friend. And you know what? Whenever I've done any kind of ads, any kind of advertisement for anybody, it really does have to be a product or a person or something that I believe in. I can't. I, I'm like Florida Evans. I can't have you buying something that I don't believe in. And I believe in him. And so much so that I am putting my personal endorsement on the line and so when you deal with Kofi Bankers, whether it's selling, buying, renting a home, he's going to get you the best price. He's going to work with you. He's going to answer all your questions. And we'll tell you more about him throughout. But I, he is a, a personal friend of ours. He's like family to me. And so when I vouch for him, I really am vouching for him. So much so that if you if you call him and and if you have any problems whatsoever, which you won't, I'm sure you won't because he's, he's great at his job, You call me and we'll work it out together. But he's a a phenomenal person. He's a godly person. He is a person that will get you in the right home. And really, right now, that's a big deal because it's a seller's market. So if you want to sell your home, he can get you a great price. And if you are buying a home, he can negotiate a great price. So with that, I want to bring in Kalina and say, hey, happy, happy New Year.
2: Happy New Year, Devin.
1: Hey I'm so glad to have you back. It's been several episodes. It
2: has been. It's been too long, I think.
1: Yeah, I thought you went back to Prague or something. <laughs> I mean, no. She's our resident thespian. So uh, what do you have coming up? I know you're acting. What do you have coming up? What's going on with you in the acting world? These yeah,
2: days? I have a new show coming up in mid-January, so only in a couple of weeks. And then I'm going to take a little sabbatical from theater.
1: And dedicate yourself to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, right?
2: Dedicate is a very strong word, but I will be here definitely way more often.
1: Want to bring in the Silver Fox, Kevin Allen. And uh, Silver Fox, I see you all the time, so I I don't get a chance to miss you. But welcome back to episode 44 of the podcast. You're
0: saying that like that's a bad thing.
1: Well, I mean, no, I enjoy you. You, You're my guy.
0: All right, I appreciate that. You're my guy as well. Hey, thank you very much. Happy New Year to everybody and hope everybody enjoyed their new year and brought it in safe.
1: And, and I don't want to start on a, on a down note, but I do want to share this. I hadn't, you know, normally we had been cranking out podcasts and doing really well with those. And then uh, in right around the time of Thanksgiving, uh, my mother had a reoccurrence of cancer. And if you've uh, had any family or friends that have had to deal with that, pretty much everything shut down after that. And, you know, we've only taken care of the most essential things in our lives, To make sure mom is okay, but right now she's okay. But I do wanted to I wanted you guys to know that it wasn't just me uh, gallivanting around the globe or just being lax and not uh, getting a podcast in. It's really been dealing with some family issues, and I don't you know the holidays were great. Mom is fine, like I said, but uh, it's something that we've dealt with as a family. This This is our fourth time, Kev, and I know that you know we're at the age where you you start to deal with things with with your parents, and uh, it's never easy. Nothing really prepares you for it, but you just step up and you do what you have to do.
0: That's correct. I mean, you you, you don't have time to prepare for it when it happens. You just got to step in and do everything you can do and uh, the best that you can do.
1: No question about that. So with that, a lot going on in the world of sports, so much that I haven't had a chance to talk about, and I've almost erupted with that. So what we're going to do this episode, we're going to get into some headlines, a few hot topics. We're going to do shame, 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 or charge it to the game. We're going to do a He Got Game segment, and we also are going to do a this or that, and then before I let go. So a lot to get into, and uh, with that, let's get started with
2: Kalina Satuka and... All right. The NFL playoffs are getting started this week. And this year is especially interesting with seven new teams making the postseason. The NFC welcomes four new teams, including the top two seeds, Philadelphia and Minnesota. Both of those teams have buys this week, but two others face action this weekend as the New Orleans Saints face division rival Carolina for the third time this season. Defending NFC champs Atlanta travels to Los Angeles to face Jared Goff and the upstart Rams. In the AFC, all three new additions to the postseason face action this weekend. The Tennessee Titans travel to playoff returnee Kansas City, and Jacksonville will host the Buffalo Bills, who return to the playoffs for the first time since 1999. In fact, they are the only team who hasn't participated in the NFL postseason in the 21st century. Also, just as a reminder, Devin picked Seattle and Kansas City to go to the Super Bowl how's that prediction holding up D
1: well well Seattle obviously is out of the playoffs Kansas City I'm slightly sticking to my guns I have my fingertips on the edge and I'm just holding on to that building for a little while longer I think they'll win this weekend (laughs) then maybe a trip to New England we'll have to see I'm I'm optimistic I think I'm not it doesn't look as bad as it did 4 weeks ago. They've had an undefeated December so I'm feeling good about Kansas City although I'm rolling with Pittsburgh officially but I'm I'm still there.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to keep a tab on all of your predictions now. In other football news after forever, college football will crown a champion on Monday, or will they? Devin will get into that a little later on. Those dogs from Georgia will try to derail Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Both teams were victorious in the national semifinals. Number four-seeded Alabama dominated the top-seeded Clemson Tigers 24 to six in their third playoff meeting in three years, and what has been called one of the best college football games in history. The Georgia Georgia Bulldogs defeated Heisman Trophy winner Baker Mayfield 54-48 to in the second overtime of an epic New Year's Day classic.
1: Yeah, beating those Oklahoma Sooners, so uh, Boom Sooner had to go home. Uh, Baker Mayfield took home the trophy, but he didn't take home the team trophy.
2: And finally, how about this for a homecoming story? Houston native Gerald Green was out of work a week and a half ago when the Houston Rockets signed him following a hamstring injury to James Harden. Green was gold out of the gate with back-to-back games where he put up 27 and 29 points. A relative NBA journeyman, Green expressed his immense enthusiasm to again don the jersey of his hometown team and in the process earned a guaranteed deal for $1.4 million dollars. Green, 31, was the 18th overall pick in the 2005 NBA Draft and won the 2007 Slam Dunk Contest.
1: Yeah, and he's an electrifying player, and he's uh, he actually shooting the ball really, really well. And with that, I want to thank you, Kalina. We're going to hear from you a little bit later with some reviews about the podcast and the He Got Game segment. But right now, I want to bring in my man, the Silver Fox Uh, You know Gerald Green, right? You've dealt with Gerald Green in local basketball here, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Really good guy.
1: Yeah, good guy. And, I mean, again, he came out. He's one of those guys that he came out too soon, obviously. And then, I mean, he had some success, a little bit of success. But, again, had he had a couple years of college, I think that he would have had a more sustained NBA career, do you
0: think? Well, it's hard to say in that deal, you know, coming out when that money is is thrown at you at an early age, and you never know what type of situation you're in. You got to go run and grab that money. But he's a, he's a super talent, really athletic. He, he the older he's gotten now, he's honed his skills, and he's more of a complete basketball player right now. And
1: uh, more than anything, it's just exciting to see a hometown guy uh, play for his hometown team and really, really be excited about it. And I think it unifies the city around. Those kind of guys, the guys that, I mean, here in Houston, we had Mario L. He wasn't a hometown guy, but he was that bulldog kind of fighter journeyman that every team uh, could use and and really benefit from. Well, with that, I want to get into a few hot topics. Of course, you know, the pink slips came out uh, after the the NFL season concluded, and you had a number of coaches fired, including Jack Del Rio, John Fox, Jim Caldwell, uh, Bruce Arians retires. Uh, ben McAdoo earlier in the year with the New York Giants and Chuck Pagano uh, for Indianapolis. In Houston, Rick Smith, uh, the general manager, steps away for at least a year to help uh, with his ailing wife. His wife has been diagnosed with breast cancer. He steps away. But it doesn't quite feel like that with the tone from the organization. I, have, you, have you gotten a sense that he was more forced out than it was about his his wife?
0: Well, when he came out with his wife with the breast cancer, I'm like, hey, step up and do what you have to do for your family. Right, which he should have. What he should have. And
1: many of us don't have that luxury to just say, I'm going to take a year off of work to take care of my wife.
0: Right, and he was getting a lot of heat because of the general manager position where they were saying that he should be removed. But it's ironic with the timing, you know, with that happening, and then he's stepping away. So I hope everything works out for him you know, he and his family, but they may bring him back in another capacity. Maybe this was a way of saying, hey, we we're not to transition gonna, you yeah, to something else. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to fire you or bring someone else in, but transition you into another position once you come back.
1: Well, on the local show here in Houston this morning, we got into this thing, and there's several different components. See, and for those of you outside of the city of Houston, the role of the general manager and the relationship between the general manager and the coach and the owner and who has ultimate say-so in certain situations is really kind of closely held secret. We really don't know how the power structure really, really goes, although we've heard this week it seemed like Rick Smith was more responsible than we thought before. But we know how that can go as well. You know, that can be a whole... Uh, framing and and he could be the scapegoat in that situation. And I think you said as much this morning right. that that he was the scapegoat. But I broke it down into different responsibilities. And and, and you want to think about who is at fault or who is, who gets credit for these different categories for a team success or failure. When you look at the Texans, the first thing you want to look at is the draft. Who's responsible for the draft? And, and and let's start with the first round first. Now, is that ultimately a McNair decision? A Bill O'Brien decision? Or a Rick Smith decision?
0: No, I'm a little bit different in a situation like that because it's with each team how involved is the owner.
1: So, and we're guessing here, we're speculating. Other, other three of them, like with a pick like Deshaun Watson, you would think with a Deshaun Watson pick, is it Rick Smith going to the owner and saying, "Hey, we need a quarterback. Brock Osweiler didn't work out. Will you allow me to draft Deshaun Watson?" Or is it Bill O'Brien saying, "Hey," get me a quarterback, and Rick Smith saying, well, I'm going to move up and get you Sean Watson. I mean, how, how do you think that went? Because, again, it's all speculation.
0: Well, I'm speculating that Bill O'Brien went to these guys and said, hey, I need this dude because he knew in the back of his mind he was on the hot seat and he needed a guy to save his job. Rick Smith bought into it, you know, because – they did need a quarterback, so Bill. I think Bill O'Brien pushed that deal to as much as he could to get Deshaun Watson because he knew of the situation he was in. In this case, I don't think uh, Bob McNair was as involved or on the decision making. Maybe he got outvoted on this deal, and, and he probably said, see, and, "Hey, and, you guys, I'm, I'm gonna go with you guys on this one. This is your deal."
1: Yeah. See, and I don't. I don't think it went that way. I think it went almost the direct opposite. McNair, we'll get into the Brock Osweiler decision. But I think McNair said, okay, we have to recover from this fiasco that was Brock Osweiler. We had to make this trade to dump the salary, get rid of this guy, and and try to start new. So I think McNair is like, we have egg on our face from the Brock Osweiler deal. We need to fix this. Rick probably really pushed for Deshaun Watson. Because, again, I can only go by some of the comments that Bill O'Brien has made. Talking about how Savage is this guy and he works hard and he's this and that for you know, and Savage is all the things you want in a quarterback. I think he believed he could have went in with Tom Savage and been okay. At least that's where I'm going when you talk about what he said publicly. So for I for most of the first round picks, I'll give, I mean, it's a collaborative effort, but I I will give the the credit to uh, McNair and and to Rick Smith on that.
0: Well, in this case, Devin, I'm, I'm, I'll say it like this. Here <coughs> down south, I think we're one of the last to be sold on a black quarterback.
1: Well, that's not true.
0: I'm, okay, you, I mean, Warren Moon, you said,
1: warm okay, moon. Okay. which was signed as a free agent. I said, which
0: bel- I said one of the last to be sold on it. And now when you really look at it, when they got these guys, they needed it. Now, with Brock Osweiler, they, they went out and threw the money at him because they thought that he was going to be that dude. But like I said on the Houston show earlier, when we look at Deshaun Watson, we're looking at Vince Young. And that's why I'm not sold on McNair. And, you know, they're saying that it, it has to be his type of guy. I mean, what's the difference? Well, There is no difference.
1: I think you're talking about having a, the kind of quarterback that fits in the Bill O'Brien system. Is that what you're talking it,
0: about? In the system at all because the bottom line is to win. But McNair wants to win with a certain type of guy. But in this case, they were almost desperate so, I have to take you.
1: Well, I mean, that's a. That, I all mean, of those you, things can be now, debatable, but, but I know. But,
0: but you think about it though, Devin. Think about this. Mitchell Trubisky only played a year. But Trubisky. only one
1: team was so certainly sold on him. But, but and that was the Chicago Bears. And, you know, that's one team. But all you need is one team to buy into
0: You buy into it, but you, you look at this. This guy battled Alabama. And then the second year, it took everything he had to beat Alabama and he was still at the back but, but of the pack no, but quarterback. See,
1: you come from an NBA background, so you know that seeing a guy who plays four years in college gets penalized much more than a guy in high school. That, we talk about this all the time. Like a guy who's a proven college basketball player gets overlooked by a guy coming out of high school based on potential. We see that all the time. So that that's not the same type of argument. And then just because you're a success on a college level, Doesn't make you an NFL-ready quarterback. We see it all the time. I mean, look at a lot of guys who had college success uh, who never had a chance to, to and going back to the BYU quarterback, who never had an opportunity to be successful in the league. So but so but anyway, I don't want to get too far off track. We will give you say you'll give Bill O'Brien. Bill
0: O'Brien, I think Bill O'Brien pushed it because Devin okay, these, but these guys these guys know what it takes. But this is a business. It, it, we can say certain things, but when they look at it, this is a business. Is this guy marketable? They were trying to get some of these quarterbacks to be marketable. Okay, we got to be honest about it.
1: Well, and I, I think, understand. I I think that personality-wise, I think that that Deshaun Watson is the kind of guy that, that I McNair mean, likes. And I mean, that's a deeper discussion than we won't get into here. But let's go to the deeper, the deeper, deeper part of the draft. That's where the Texans have had the least amount of success. They missed on a lot of guys and they misjudged a lot of guys. And I, I put the responsibility on Rick for that. And I'll tell you why. Because you may say, these are my needs. Bill O'Brien does not have time to scout college football players. Not He'll look at first-rounders, second-rounders. You get third, fourth, fifth round. He hasn't had time to just go through and look at every single guy. He goes, you know, he'll say, these are our needs for our, our situation. This is what we need right now. And so moving forward, I need quarterback. I need linebackers. Rick Smith's job is to go out and pick the best linebackers, to, to go out and pick the guys that he thinks can be successful uh, in those positions. And he's done a bad job at that. So there I will put the blame squarely on Rick.
0: I, I'm going to disagree with that because, Devin, when you know Rick Smith doesn't go out and do all the scouting, you have your scouts. But he's the but, guy
1: in charge of the scouting but, department. But
0: this is, that, that's good. But when these guys go out and scout, you're relying on these guys. So now when you start drafting guys, can I get this guy in this slot? Can I get this guy in this slot when you go down the road? Because you don't know if they're going to be available in the third are in the fourth round because they are so far down. That's day two or three.
1: And, and so the, what I'm saying is, who's over the scouting department? The, the scouting department is Rick Smith. So the, the other thing when you talk about the Texans is uh, player development. And this is where I blame Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien has not really developed the talent. Uh, it, I mean, for him to be this quarterback guru, he couldn't really get a lot out of Brock Osweiler, couldn't develop Tom Savage, did not did okay with with Brian Hoyer, but again, never did get any kind of Consistent production uh, out of any of those guys for him to be this, you know, the guy that helped Tom Brady, this guru type guy. So I I do, and then you look at guys who went on that left the organization. We got, oh no, we got you got two former Texans that are all pro guys, and AJ Boyer and then Brandon Brooks, who are pro bowlers this year. And then you think about guys like like Glover Quinn who've gone on to do have really successful careers. Away from Houston, Connor Bar- Barwin is another guy who's done some things. And you say, well, that that's kind of like maybe a little bit before him, but uh, you you, ha- you haven't developed these guys I as an organization and, and and really as a coach.
0: But I think they missed twice. And I, I tease you about it all the time. The Mario Williams and the J- Jadavion. But that do That's not on. Yeah, yeah. But but you're hurting at a quarterback spot, and you missed twice there with Jadavion Clowney. And what Mario Williams you had you had action at getting a quarterback, and then Jadavion Klein. Why did it take so long to go out and get one? Well, they first were, of
1: all, Jadavion Klein was not a mistake. That was a good pick, and we are starting to see that here in Houston.
0: Four years down the oh, road, but he had
1: injury problems. That could happen so, to anybody. So what? I, I think again, it would have been, been it would have been Blake Bortles.
0: Is that what? It, all that? right, so let me ask you this: It took four years for him to get started. So really in the football two? No, he was Last out, Last year too. he had a good, solid So, season. Devin, it's fourth year now. How many more years do you think you have left with him?
1: Well, I mean, if you get three solid years but, Devin, at, he, at, as a, a, not at the J.J. White level, because that's Hall of Fame level, but if you get pro bowl caliber performances for the next three or four years, you've done
0: really good in at that in, position. But in football, you don't have time to wait. A quarterback can give you ten good in a row.
1: Well, not he, very many, but yeah.
0: But your good ones can get. And with, with that type of pick can give you 10 years but this guy missed 3 so you lost out I, I
1: still think that that was the right decision but I, I just think that they have not developed the quarterback position I want to go ahead and shift gears here because we're short on time I want to go to a segment that we call shame, shame, shame or charge it to the game shame in the game. This is where I'm going to give you a player, team, entity, and you tell me if it's just a shame, 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 or just part of the game. Let's start with the Cincinnati Bengals. There was a foregone conclusion that Marv Lewis was going to leave. The Bengals re-signed Marv Lewis for another two years. Is that shame, 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 or charge it to the game?
0: Charge it to the game.
1: But it's all I, I like Marv. I, I think he does a
0: pretty good job. Uh, he'll eventually win some playoff games and get the heat off of him. I, I like Mark.
1: I say charges to the game as well because Cincinnati they spend less than almost any organization in the NFL. They they've been slow to really uh, make other advancements that other organizations have. They don't. They're really a frugal organization. And Marv Lewis has kept that team relevant in a t- extremely difficult division year in and year out. So I think, you know, he's done a a really, really good job uh, of at least being relevant. He hadn't had playoff success. He needs to have some playoff success. He has been sort of tethered to Andy Dalton, and if he separates himself from Andy Dalton, we may be looking at a different situation here. So I think we both agree on that one. Next up, Central Florida. Central Florida 13-0. Not only are they celebrating a big victory in the bowl game versus Auburn, they're celebrating themselves as national champions, where the school is paying the coaches their bonuses that for winning the national championship. They're putting up banners. They're having a parade. Is that shame, 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 or charge it to the game?
0: Shame, shame, shame. Shame, 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 shame. shame because it should have been in the top four. It should have been in the playoffs. I don't like the where. People are saying, hey, but this is your power five. So you're automatically putting them in, and somebody like this goes and has an outstanding season, and then they're left out. I don't like it.
1: I am going to say charge it to the game. Look, they were not allowed to be in the playoff, and they got a right to, to sort of boast and beat their chest. They beat Auburn. Auburn is the only team to beat Alabama and Georgia. So they're saying, hey, if we beat the team that beat both teams in the championship game and we haven't lost to anybody else, anybody you put in front of us we beat, we are the team." I agree. And so, so I, I won't, for that, I will charge that to the game. I won't say shame, shame, shame. And finally, the Oakland Raiders bringing uh, a hibernating John Gruden out of retirement with a uh, reported 10 year, $100 million contract. Shame, shame, shame on the Raiders to charge it to the game. Shame, shame, shame.
0: Shame, 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 shame. shame That's terrible. Shame, That's a terrible shame, pick. I don't like it. Uh, I think he he, he boasts and got his fame off of Tony Dungy winning the Super Bowl. And after that, he was irrelevant. And they're still going on that 10 years later and then him this huge contract.
1: I think – I I will say shame, shame, shame. Because – and I'll tell you why. I, they, there are other qualified candidates out there. You don't have to spend $100 million to get a qualified coach in, at this time. But I understand the move. If you're going to Vegas, here, this is a TV guy, flashy guy – a guy that can garner attention, you want that kind of charismatic coach going with you as you make your debut in Las Vegas. So that I kind of get. That was shame, 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 our charge to the game. With that, going to take time out, come back with more. This is the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, and SoundCloud. with it, the potency of the beat is consistent with the fact that most did it. Prolific, not shaking, or stirred. In the presence of those herbs, they only after your bread. herbs. you think they like your haircut? Fair enough. Live your life, partner. Guess I could keep them two cents in my pocket. Add that to these underground rap dollars. Refuse the majors and stay real. I kept my promise. Grow bamboos in the Bahamas, mama. You see Welcome Fox back Web to episode 44 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast along with the Silver Fox Kevin Allen and I want to get into a segment that we call This or That.
0: The choice is yours. You can cool. get with this or you can get with that. Or you can cool. get with that.
1: I'm going to give you two choices, uh, Silver Fox, and you tell me which one is which. Which team is likely to recover more quickly next season after having disappointing seasons this year, missing the playoffs? Which team is more likely to return to the playoffs next year, the Dallas Cowboys or the Houston Texans, this or that?
0: That one's tough, Devin, and I'm being real about that. I mean, the Texans, if they can get a healthy Deshaun Watson back, they'll play bound if he can actually be healthy because of what he brings to the table now the cowboys are set up to make a comeback but then they have some things some issues that they have to fix with you know jason Witten getting old what they're going to do with des bryant and i even think they got to shore up the offensive line a little bit they have to sign the defensive lineman that's one of the sack leaders so they have some issues there as well so i gotta pick one
1: you gotta pick one this or that
0: going to text
1: i am going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. Now you look at the the cornerstones of that team, and they, they the offensive line didn't perform well as well uh, for Dallas this year. But you have Ezekiel Elliott back for the entire season, we presume. In addition to that, you have Dak, who uh, of course had more pressure on him because of the the fact that uh, that really uh, he didn't have a running game to, to complement him for a large stretch of the season. Uh, in addition to that, I think the Cowboys have a little bit tougher division. But the Texans have a lot of uncertainty in a lot of different areas. I mean, you go in with Deshaun Watson coming off a major knee surgery. And, okay, let's presume that he can go get back to form. But then you have a a marginal running game with Lamar Miller, and you hope the former kid can rebound and recover and come back and be productive in the backfield. You have the best receiver, one of the best receivers in the game, and DeAndre Hopkins. But, again, you have offensive line problems. So I'm going to say the Cowboys – the division, they should be right there in the thick of things of Philadelphia. Uh, when you look at the Giants, won't make a total rebound next year, and then who knows what's going to happen with the Washington Redskins. Next up, James Harden or Chris Paul, which one is a better team leader, this or that?
0: That's hard to say when you say team leader because James Harden does lead his team. Now, Chris Paul is a better facilitator, but James Harden does what, what so much. What about now.
1: locker room? What about... What about all of that keeping up team morale? What about all, everything involved with being a leader? What does that look like? But then,
0: but then too, what people don't realize about Chris Paul? Chris Paul isn't the most likable guy either because he did have issues in in L.A. with the Clippers. So when you start talking about leaders in the locker room, he may not be that guy as well. So when I'm looking on the court, they're both tit for tat, you know. But as far as locker room, James Harden. He isn't that guy because he doesn't play the defense as well, and people will look at him when he demands certain things. So maybe Chris Paul, I'll give him the edge there. But as far as a leader, they look for James Harden to lead him.
1: Well, I think they only look for James Harden to lead them in their offensive sets because he's the creator in that way, but as a leader, as a guy that I think can guide this team and what the other guys are listening to, including James Harden, I think Chris Paul is a better leader. Now you can't deny that James Harden is the better player, but you need some leadership. You, there, there's been a lack of leadership in that locker room, and really has been Harden being the cause of that. That's what one of the selling points for bringing Chris Paul in. Hey, he's a great leader. He's a great leader, and that that was stressed over and over again. I think that. Absolutely it's true in this situation so finally with this or that, a better free agency landing spot for LeBron James to stay in Cleveland or to go to Los Angeles and let's talk I'm not talking about anything off the court I'm just talking about players that they have existing on their roster a, a player a team built for LeBron to have the most success individually and as a team this or that the Lakers or Cleveland
0: Cleveland. I think when you look at the Lakers right now with the young guys that they have right now, they're playing hard and they're playing together. Now, I don't think you would – I mean, which, who would pass him up? But if you bring LeBron in the L.A. with the Lakers, now you take the ball out of Lonzo Ball's hands. Now, he's not one of those spot-up shooters that LeBron always needs. So now you set his progress back because he's the facilitator. He needs the basketball So in Cleveland, he has everything set up there, and then he's in the East as well to make another run at the finals. But going over in the West, then that can hurt his legacy. Yeah,
1: and and I agree with you. And furthermore, I think if you're the Lakers, LeBron would stunt your growth. I I think you have a a guy in Kuzma, you got Lonzo Ball, you have – Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. You have guys that you want to sort of develop – and, they, and Kuzma had a big game not so long, a 30-point game. You have guys that are starting to flourish. Right. He stunts the growth, growth of a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. So I think from that standpoint, Cleveland is the best place for him. I think after this all done, I th- I think he'll stay. I think he will. If I'm L.A., I'm not sure that I even want to make that move. But there's a lot of basketball to be played between now and then, but uh, we'll see how that plays, uh, you know, plays out.
0: What about my guy Kyrie?
1: <laughs> what about him? I mean, they had a big win over the Cavs this week. Uh, I mean, I know you get any chance you get to, to talk about Boston, you bring it up. What what about Boston? Here's your time to talk about Boston. What no, I'm
0: just I'm just saying because Kyrie took so much heat by leaving, and you know everybody, see, I, you know they get caught up. You know this is LeBron's team, and 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 LeBron did this for him, and LeBron is that, but this guy's gotten. Oh, out of the shadow and has Boston first in in, in that Eastern Conference.
1: I think he's caught, in the grand scheme of things, he's caught less flack and less heat than Durant did and LeBron did when they left. So I think, you know, he caught some heat initially, but I think now people really see why he made the move. So I, I think people get it. Basketball people especially get it. Uh, now, Isaiah made his return. How do you think that will affect Cleveland moving forward? I mean – Look pretty good.
0: Yeah, it looked pretty good, but now you got to figure out how am I going to shift this time around. You know, J.R. Smith's time is going to get cut. Dwayne Wade's time has got to get cut. Kyle Korver. And you then Rose some is time. not even back, and he'll be back. Right, and he'll be back, so Cleveland has some a few things to work out. It's not as pretty as it looks.
1: Well, with that, we're going to go to a segment that we call He Got Game. Got, got Game. Got Game. Got Game. Got
0: he got he got
2: he. Game. In He Got Game, we have Alvin Kamara, the incredible running back for the New Orleans Saints and an important cog in a Saints offensive machine that is poised to make a run at the Super Bowl this year. The 22-year-old Kamara was the Saints' 2017 third-round pick from the University of Tennessee and hails from the ATL. How special was he this year? Kamara had 228 yards rushing and eight touchdowns. Now, that's fine, but when you add to that his 81 receptions for 826 yards and five touchdowns, that makes his rookie campaign superlative. He is likely to have a huge impact if the Saints are to enjoy postseason success. And of course, he, he got, got game. game.
0: And
1: he has game. And I don't think a lot of people outside of New Orleans. And if you don't do fantasy football, you don't, this guy is going to be a household name. Now, of course, he splits time with Mark Ingram in that Saints backfield. But at the end of the day, he is the uh, straw that stirs the drink for that offense. And then he's done some stuff on special teams as well. So we'll look out for him. And I think they uh, they will make a run. And I'm telling you, they may end up in Minnesota at the Super Bowl. So we'll have to see how that goes. I want to do something now, Kalina, that we haven't done. We've been promising to do. You have a few reviews of the podcast, and I know you wanted to pull those up and acknowledge some folks.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really important we, that when we ask you to re- review us, that you know that we're actually reading it, and we really do appreciate it. So I want to give a shout-out to Bernie D 2125 He says, I listened to Sports Talk with Devin Wade on KTSU 90.9 in Houston, Texas, and always enjoyed his thought-provoking approach to sports news. His voice and opinions have always been a welcome change to the monotony of formulaic sports talk shows. Welcome to iTunes, Devin Wade. Looking forward to listening to those podcasts. So thank you, Bernie D. And then I have one more here. If you want a change of pace from the same old hot takes you get from talk radio or other sports podcasts, then you found what you're looking for right here. I enjoy the unique perspective he gives every week, and it's way better than listening to the same talking points over and over elsewhere. And that is from Cause nineteen seventy one so we want to thank both of those listeners thank you so much for reviewing us please rate us review us and we will read them on the show
1: yeah we certainly appreciate that we're gonna do more interactive things and again um uh, you know a lot of fun stuff in store for 2018 we're gonna make this thing uh bigger and better and we are recommitted to uh having a whole lot of fun and bringing you a unique sports perspective because it needs to be one out there because I know you hear a lot of voices but you hear a lot of the same so uh, with that, Before I Let Go. Before I Let Go. Before I let go, I want to remind folks of a couple of things that are happening around the world of sports. Real quick, uh, Serena is skipping the Australian Open. Uh, Of course, she had an exhibition just after having her baby, and she's not quite ready to defend her title at the Australian Open, but uh, she should return later this year, but she's skipping the Aussie Open. Tiger Woods is going to play again at Torrey Pines here coming up in, I think, next month is when that takes place. And, of course, the national championship is Monday. I'm going with the dogs. I think the uh, Georgia Bulldogs will pull it out. And uh, I'm excited to see that championship game come Monday. With that, I want to thank you guys. want to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankers and CoBank Homes. And again, give him a call. He will set you up. He will hook you up. And I he definitely uh, get some information on him. As you heard the phone number uh, during the break, get in touch with him. Get in touch with me. I'll put you in touch with him. And I advise for him 110%. That's Kobe Bankers and CoBank Homes. And for all your realty needs, Uh, That is a wonderful sponsor of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Any final thoughts from you?
2: No, this is a great podcast, and I look forward to more in 2018.
1: Look forward to it. Hey, as always, have a...